Welcome back to another episode of the Party on Fifth Avenue podcast. I'm your host, Pat Fargo, and this episode might be the best one we've had yet. Joining us, WWE superstar Liv Morgan. Hello. Welcome. Uh, Welcome. How are you? you. Uh, Thank you. Good morning. It is, and we're excited to have you out in Pittsburgh on March 10th for... Uh, WWE coming back to Pittsburgh. It's just one of those things that once every couple months they're showing up here in Pittsburgh and we're excited to have you here. Love that for us. Yeah, I'm excited to be there. Thank you for hosting us. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Liv, your story is so incredible. Um, Not only your rise in the WWE, but your rise to the WWE. Have you stopped at any point and thought, looked back on, where you've come from to where you are now in both of those aspects? All the time. Yeah, it never gets lost on me. I mean, um, I can explain to you, like, at five years old, watching WWE for the first time and knowing with every fiber of my being, with every ounce of my soul, that that's what I was going to do and just falling so in love with it as I did and just hoping and wishing and praying that one day I'd be able to see that through and make that come true for me. And um, fast forward and I, and I, and I did, and I've done so many amazing things along with that on the way. And I've, I've been champion. Um, I'm always having pinch me moments and I'm always so grateful and um, it's never lost on me my journey and what I've gone through to get here and what being here still means to me today. Um, I think that's why I have so much fun still. (laughs) And now that you've won a championship, there's obviously the hunger to get that first one, but explain now how it feels after you've won one to now the, the want and the desire to, to try to go out and get the belt again. Yeah. I feel like, um, so when I first won the title, it was very much so like, uh, I can't believe I'm the champion. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm the champion. And then, you know, I settled a bit. Um, but I feel like this next reign, it's more like, damn right, I'm the champion. You know, like it's not, um, I can't believe this is real. Oh my gosh. It's like, no, okay. I had that moment and it was cute. But now, <laughs> now. I'm a champion. Does that does that storyline as far as what you were trying to achieve? Um, do you do you enjoy the journey of it? Uh, of actually, like obviously, the the ultimate goal is to be a champion, but to get there, your journey to get to your first one. Do yeah. you enjoy that as much as you do of of finally having that euphoric moment of winning it? I feel like the journey, my journey specifically, is what made the win so sweet um if it weren't for all the scratching and the clawing and the maybes but not yet and the times where i thought man like maybe i'm just never gonna get it maybe it's just not in my cards for me to to be champion if it weren't for all that um i don't think the win would have been as sweet you know or if i had a really smooth road like if i had just got called up to the main roster and everything was great. And it was just like, okay, well, this is yours now. You know, it wouldn't hit the same as it did without like the deprivation (laughs) and the struggle and just the constant 
um, feeling like I have to be at my best 100% of the time or else I'll never, I'll never get it, you know? So it just, it motivated me so much more knowing that I do have a journey ahead of me. Do you now looking back, it's been what, two years since the, your documentary came out? Oh my gosh, has it? (laughs) Is it, do you look back now and you say, do you, are you glad that you did it when you did? There's so many more storylines and there's obviously such more of a culmination of your success since yeah. then. How do you feel about that now looking back? I'm definitely glad that we did it when we did because it was such a specific period of time and time in my career. Like usually when we do these documentaries, when WWE does these documentaries, it's like, all right, here's the star already established on their way to greater things or like it's a recovery journey or it's a comeback story. Here we just had like a story of nothing, you know, like (laughs) it was like, here's this talent um, and just the trials and tribulations that, you know, that she has to go through just to be on TV. You know, it was just such a different story than we're used to telling. Yeah. This this was this was not even um a highlight story on my way to the title. This was like I'm just trying to get on TV, you know, <laughs> and 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 just all that was filmed. And it was such a different journey than ones that we show fans. They truly got like an insight look onto how most of us are you know like a lot of our talent um it's just that weekly grind trying to figure out where they fit in and you know going from there and but we never show that we never show that we only show the successes and so I love that we had like this kind of middle ground of just like this piece that didn't even really have an ending you know it didn't even have an ending, but I think that's why I think that's why the fans were able to get invested and my fans specifically, you know, we just let them in on this journey that I feel like they feel like they've had a part of, which they 100% did. And so, um, yeah, I believe that everything happens for a reason. And I love that Live Forever cemented this weird time in my career. <laughs> where I was on a 10 month hiatus and came back and objected to a wedding. (laughs) And and you mentioned the fans in that, um, how incredible are they and the way that they have supported you and the way they supported you then too. I I think that that's maybe not a typical way of um, how fans support, especially in this brand, but they had your back from the jump when maybe they're not necessarily much to have your back for. And yeah. And I, I said that myself for that. Right. I've said that myself. They've stuck by me in times when I gave them no reason to, you know, and so I'm forever grateful and I'm forever appreciative towards that. And I will always show them the utmost love and respect any single time that I can, because they, I feel like the fans are the reason why, I was able to win the title, you know, I don't know that I would have had that opportunity without them. And so um, it, it's a very special relationship that I, that I cherish because um, it's different. It's not like the others. Do you, uh, now I come from the touring world. 
and going out on the road and being gone for a while. So I'm always curious to ask, I mean, I know the dynamics are a little bit different, but when you do get out there, um, do you ever get a chance to get out into a city and, and see something, or do you, you try to grab something to eat? Like what, what's your, yes. do you have any of that that you try to do? So, um, I feel like early on in my career, no, like, I feel like I would just sleep, you know, yeah. try to recover then be on my way to the next town. But, um, recently I kind of feel like I've just been like inspired to, um, make the most of the cities that I am, that I'm in, even though, you know, it's granted, it's not very much time. Um, but just to try to do something or see something or eat at like, you know, the town spot, um, and it kind of started in New York for me. I was in New York for a trip and um, I saw Broadway for the first time. I did all these things and I was like, wow, granted, not every city is like New York City, but it started like this role for me to kind of be more involved and be more active in the town and the community. Like I said, you know, it's only a couple hours, but right. um, I'm I'm definitely trying to make the most of it. Do you have any tips for me to do when we're in Pittsburgh? Well, I mean, <laughs> we, we do have a few things that that uh, may that are as far as far as being the most popular. Uh, we have Permanis. I don't know what your go to food is. We have a Permanis sandwich that they put fries on fries on the sandwich. Love. So that love might be that. It's like a cheesesteak. Pittsburgh's version of a cheesesteak with fries on it. Love that. So I think that might be that might be the best go-to. Um, but as far as shows and things like that, there's a bunch of stuff that's around here. And of course, we're in hockey season right now. How much of a sports fan are you outside of the WWE? I'm not. No. <laughs> that's okay. But I think, but it, it's I wanna be. Do you? <laughs> I, I want I I do. I do and I don't know where to start. So it's like this kind of, um, I, I went to like a Cardinals game and I saw that live and I loved it. And then I went to a UFC fight and I saw that live and I loved it. And so I had an epiphany. I was like, okay, I love things live. Yeah. <laughs> like I love the atmosphere. I love the energy. I love the excitement. But seeing the baseball game live, I was like, man, I feel like I would like sports if I gave it a chance. I don't know why some part of me really young just kind of wrote it off and I never gave it a chance. Um, but now my adult self, I'm like, wow, you know, I think I think I could sit down and like watch the World Series or like, you know, be interested in the World Cup or like care about the Super Bowl, but I don't know where to start. It all feels very overwhelming. I mean, there's so many teams and numbers and players and rules, <laughs> you know? So I'm just like, whoa, but I, I want to be more involved. So I'm going to flip the script on this. Uh, assume somebody hasn't gotten into WWE. How would you bring them into this sport and um, kind of welcome them into that way, the same way that you're talking about the sports that, uh, that you I mean, I think be. there's like two techniques. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, all right, one, just, just jump in and just start now and watch everything that plays from now on and you'll eventually catch on. Or I'm going to send you back to WrestleMania 1 and I'm going to make you watch every single WrestleMania to current day. And think that that will somehow, you know, fill you into just everything that you've missed. Right. Because I think you you kind of nailed it as like, just like WWE and what, what you were saying with the sports and the names and the numbers. If you're just hopping in right now, you got to catch up on 
all the backstory and the history and the the legends that have come before and all of that stuff. It yeah. really has the same it's a kind lot. of It's overwhelming. It's enough to make someone be like, no. I'm good. Yeah, but I want to. I want to be involved and I want to watch. No question. And uh, I think that that's the kind of the best part of coming here. What should we expect uh, coming into March 10th and SmackDown? Um, I mean, we're going to put on a great show, like always. It is the road to WrestleMania, which means things are bigger and juicier than ever. We have the lights, the pyro, the music, the atmosphere. I'm known to like to get extreme every now and then. You know, I'm no stranger to a street fight. <laughs> so um, I'm hoping we have something juicy on the card, which I know we will. I'm hoping I get to perform. But I do know that we are going to deliver a phenomenal fantastic show on the road to WrestleMania. You that, did yeah, mention that you're extreme. No yes. question. And you did mention you're extreme. You're pulling out tables and you're just putting them to the side. You're not even using them necessarily. <laughs> like yeah, That was the first time I saw that. I was like, are you kidding? Like, yeah, obviously no, everyone's just, waiting for this to happen. And you're just it's like, just ah, it's the, just their um, case. It's just the wanting, you know, I wanted to use it. <laughs> like I would have liked to, I, I didn't get to it, unfortunately, but you know, it was on my mind. All right, so uh, the, the thing I have for you is we have a contest going on right now um, called Ringside for the Ring. Right now, people that want to be engaged um, have submitted opportunities right now to us to get ringside seats to SmackDown. Um, and we're down to the final five. But I'm going to read you, if you don't mind, I'm going to read you like two or three and see wh which one you like the best. Maybe Wait, they can get an extra. What am I judging them on? What, whether or not you think that they're worthy of getting the, the ringside tickets. Oh my gosh. Okay. Are you, are you ready? Yeah. All right. I'd like to be engaged at a nice romantic dinner with him. I've been together for 19 years. I love to get down on one knee for him to get down on one knee and ask him to marry me. He's never had the money to buy a ring. So we talk about it all the time, how we have rose petals everywhere or over a nice dinner in front of everyone for him to get down on one knee, that would be great for him to ask to marry me. That's one. Aww. All right. You ready for number two? Yeah. You seem stressed. I, I don't want to be in charge of people's fortune like this. You, you will only, we will, well, I'll do this. We'll only count you as one vote. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's what, how everybody else is being voted on. So you, you it's just like, they I can't can even pick a candy bar. Ready. You want me to pick who gets ringside tickets to SmackDown? <laughs> that literally kills me. All right. Here's the number one. This is a good one. She's been giving not so subtle hints that she's ready to move to the next level. I think she was expecting me to pop the question on Valentine's Day, but I want to make my proposal something special and memorable, and I haven't been able to think of anything. That's when I heard about this contest. Asking my girlfriend to marry me ringside at WWE SmackDown would be an amazing experience. Oh my God. And it would be great to show our love in front of a crowd of people. Oh my gosh. Two potential proposals. At SmackDown. At SmackDown. You know, I have objected to a wedding. Have you? <laughs> I have. <laughs> what, what kind of During wedding was that? 2020. Weddings aren't safe around me. <laughs> <laughs> it 
Are you offering to officiate this wedding? I am. Okay. I actually, I am an ordained minister. I can actually do that for realsies. (laughs) I don't know that I ever would, but that is a skill that I do possess. You, you have the skill, but you have never officially used it. No. So what made you go ahead and do that? Just, I think I was having like a quarter life crisis (laughs) and like, I feel like I was like, all I know is wrestling. Like I need more skills. And so like I bought a piano and I I taught myself how to play piano and I became ordained. I became like CPR certified. Like I did all these weird things to feel like better about myself. (laughs) (laughs) Have any of those things like come in, like CPR could come into Andy someday. You know, there is a story about the CPR. I was at a party. I'll make this short. I was at a party a week after I got CPR certified and, um, this woman, she was drinking and she was in the sun and she passed out. And someone's like, does anyone know CPR? And I'm standing there like shook because like I just got certified, but I was like not ready to be a hero. So I'm like hesitating. I'm like, oh my God, but this girl is like passed out. And then so right as I'm about to be like, all right, someone was like, I'm a doctor. And then they saved her and it was okay. But I, I hesitated and I, I was not ready to save a life. But <laughs> you... Should it, no one else have been there, you were going to try. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I did hesitate. But she was okay and everything was fine. But, you know, that was a scary moment for me. I, I was like, maybe I, that... shouldn't be, maybe I shouldn't be certified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of us can agree on that. I, I think it I is, am. But I, I it was scary. Yeah. I My fighter flight be... is like flight. Right. Like, and yeah, I'm, I wish I'm there shook. would be more situations like to be an ordained minister and then just to all of a sudden someone's just trying to get married. And it's like, who's an ordained minister? That would be something that I'd be more comfortable doing than CPR. Yeah. I'd feel like if I'm going to, or if I'm going to officiate a wedding, like I have yeah. to pretend like I'm an, like I'm acting. Like if I myself go in there to marry people, my energy is not going to match. Like I'm going to be very giddy and high energy and I'm gonna be laughing I don't want to take away from the ceremony so if I did it I have to be like this is a role you're playing a very serious minister you know like I'd have to really prep myself to like be very serious because I'm so not serious yeah that would be that would be a challenge but now that these couples depending on who wins we'll have to let you know and See if uh, see if we can make that happen. And you can yeah marry them. <laughs> I'll object at the very least. <laughs> I, you may you may or may not have done that in the past, huh? If I don't think they're right for each other, I'm gonna object. <laughs> it worked out well for you the first time, right? <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on what you think works out well. <laughs> it was memorable. It was memorable. And, and so was this. Liv, thanks so much for the time. I appreciate it coming onto the podcast. We just getting things kicked off here at PPG Paints Arena. We really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Hope you have a great day. Thank you for having me. And I hope whoever wins, wins. <laughs> <laughs> That's the quote of the day right there. Yeah. Whoever wins, wins. Yeah. Well, we hope you do too. And uh, again, appreciate it. And thanks for coming on. Thank you. All right, Liv Morgan, everybody here on the Party on Fifth Avenue podcast at PPG Pates Arena. You can catch Liv and all the SmackDown coming up on March 10th, right back here at PPG Paints Arena. Watch us. <laughs>